The organizers of the Pittsburgh Marathon lost their sponsor in 2003 and had to cancel the event. The marathon, with a new sponsor, was brought back to Pittsburgh in 2009, the same year I turned 70. Proving that there really is no fool like an old fool, I put running in the Pittsburgh Marathon at the top of my bucket list, even though I'd never run in a marathon before. When I told my wife Anita that I wanted to run in the Pittsburgh Marathon, she just shook her head at my latest madness and asked where I kept the insurance policies. When she called Los Angeles to give our son Stephen the news, his wife Anna, an emergency room nurse who occasionally helps to revive stricken runners at ultramarathons, yelled, Your father's crazy. He's going to die. I compounded my foolishness by writing an article on my decision for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. As soon as the article appeared, I began receiving phone calls and emails from experienced marathon runners who, like Anna, feared I was going to die and wanted to help me train and survive the run. I also heard from the organizers of the Pittsburgh Marathon who thought what I was doing was both crazy and extraordinary and wanted me to keep a training diary, which they published weekly on their website. I did run in the Pittsburgh Marathon, and though it nearly killed me, I managed to finish the challenging 26.2-mile course over the city's bridges and steep hills thanks to all the support and encouragement from the marathon's organizers and good Samaritan runners. When I staggered across the finish line, Anita ran up to me, hugged me, and whispered in my ear, Don't you ever do this to me again. I was in so much pain that I decided right then and there that my marathon career was over, but I hadn't taken into account my daughter Anne, who foolishly inspired by her father, decided to face midlife by running in half marathons, including a half marathon in each of the 50 states. She also decided that father and daughter should run the half marathon together each year in Pittsburgh. I was content to run just one half marathon each year, but all that changed when Anne discovered Southern Illinois' Shawnee Marathon. She reminded her aging father that while she had run half marathons in over a dozen states, she had yet to run a half marathon in the state where she grew up. Over her mother's protests, she decided it would be great fun if I'd run the half marathon with her at the next Shawnee Marathon. When I protested to Anne that I was too old for this, she reminded me that 34 runners age 80 and older were running in the upcoming New York Marathon and that they were part of a growing number of older runners participating in marathons around the country. She thought that, at 75, I was a relative youngster when it came to marathon running, so running another half marathon should be a breeze. Weeks later, Anne and I were standing in an early morning breeze with a crowd of runners at the entrance of Southeastern Illinois College, waiting for the 7.30 a.m. start to the Shawnee Marathon. When the race started, Anne surged ahead with the front runners while I dropped in the last place. I was so far behind the other runners that a photographer, riding back and forth on a motorcycle, kept snapping my picture because I clearly stood out in the race. I decided to stay at my slow and steady pace along the back highways and roads of southern Illinois and enjoy all the color and beauty of the Shawnee National Forest. What I discovered along the way was the truth of Aesop's fable of the tortoise and the hare. By the time I crossed the finish line, I'd passed 20 of the 77 runners who finished the half-marathon course. Anne had a remarkable run, easily winning her age group and finishing an impressive third overall in the half-marathon. I didn't win my age category of 60 years and over, but I did take some satisfaction in knowing that I was the oldest finisher in the half-marathon by six years and the only runner over 70. 
while the Shawnee Marathon as yet receives little attention from our region's media, it's a great outing for runners thanks to its organizer, Rebecca Wyatt Nivett. And in only its second year has already become a qualifying event for the Boston Marathon. Two runners at this year's event actually qualified for next year's Boston Marathon. Ann and I enjoyed ourselves and look forward to making the Shawnee Marathon an annual father and daughter event like the Pittsburgh Marathon. We also hope more runners from our region and beyond will join us and that the Shawnee Marathon will grow and flourish. As for my aging legs, they still have many marathon miles to go before I rest. This is Pete Peterson for WSIU Radio.